1: his faithful Indian companion, Tato, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, Are you, Silver? Hooray! Judd Drake, owner of the Bar D spread, was a gruff type of man, except when it came to his only son, 12-year-old David. One day, Judd stood with his wife Vera and their son looking over some new horses which had just been purchased. The boy David climbed up the corral fence and pointed to a black horse with a white star in its forehead.
2: Look, Dad, there's the horse I want for my own. The one with the white star in his face. I'll call him Morning Star. (laughs)
1: Well,
2: by thunder, son, you're a good judge of horse flesh. That's about the finest horse of the lot.
1: Of course, I'm not saying I'm going to let Please, you. Please,
2: Dad, let me have Morning Star. Here, Morning Star, here, fella. Ah! <laughs> Look, Dad, he came right over to me, <laughs> nuzzling my shoulder. He wants me to own him, don't
0: you, Morning Star? Jud David gets along very well riding my sorrel mare. There's no need for you to give him. Oh
1: the... no, Vera, the boy has to have his own horse sometime, and if he likes this one so much. I reckon he might as well have him. Oh, golly, Dad,
3: thanks.
0: Oh, you're spoiling the boy by giving in to him like that, Judd. You said a while ago you hoped to make a good profit on that black horse. But golly, Mom, why don't
2: you want me to have him? I'll take good care of him, honest. Please don't make Dad change his mind. Long
1: as I said he's yours, that's the way it is, Davy. Reckon it's worth losing a little
2: profit to see you happy? Gosh, I'm going to get my saddle and ride him right now. <coughs> I'll be right back, Morningstar. Star.
0: I must admit, Judd, the horse seems to take to David right off. I suppose I might as well save my breath and not say any more about it.
1: Yep, yeah, I reckon that's best, Vera. Now let's go have dinner.
0: All right. But I want David to eat before he goes riding.
1: Oh, let him alone. The boy wouldn't be able to eat a mouthful till he's had a chance to ride Morningstar. Let's go inside. During the week that followed, David rode the black horse almost constantly. But one morning at breakfast, he received a shock.
0: Now, David, stop gulping your food. You'll get to ride Morning Star soon enough.
1: And Mother's right, Davy. If you don't pay more attention to your meals, I'll have to put Morning Star up for a while.
2: I'll take my time, Dad. Honest. Well,
1: come in. Horse! I had to come right away to tell you. Rustlers stole some of our horses oh. during the night. Rustlers? Great Dave. They had plenty of nerve, too. Took
2: them right out of the corral. Jumping g that. Dad, about. what about Morning Star? He was in the corral. Sorry to have to tell you, Davey, but they got him, too. Golly, Dad, you have to find them and make them give Morning Star back.
3: Now, no, take it easy, son. We'll notify the sheriff right away
1: and have him and his men try to track down those ornery coyotes. I hear ours is the fourth place to be raided in a week, boss. So far, the sheriff hasn't been able to get a line on the rustlers. <laughs> they...
0: They have to find Morningstar. Star. They have to Don't cry, David. They'll do all they can to get Morningstar back.
1: I'll not rest easy till those horse thieves are behind bars.
2: Let's go, Tex. Right, horse.
1: The following afternoon, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Dan Reed, teenage nephew of the masked man, pulled rain in a grove back in the hills. Easy come, easy stop. We'll make camp here. Ah. Do
3: you think the rustlers Tano heard about in town are the same outlaws we've been hunting, sir?
1: I feel certain they are, Dan. We know they came down this way. Um, that's right. The reason I think so is that Buck Delroy and his men steal only horses. They haven't been known to rustle cattle. Ah, Him wise. It's easier to get away fast with horses and to cover trail. That's true. Dan, the town of Rockburg is about three miles from here. While Tonto and I pitch camp, I want you to go buy coffee and bacon.
3: All right, I'll be glad to go, sir.
1: It shouldn't take you long. Uh, Here's some money.
3: Thanks, sir. I'll be back soon. (laughs) Easy boy, steady, fella. Come on, Victor.
1: After Dan Reed made his purchases in town, he started back to the Lone Ranger's camp. About a mile from Rockburg, he met a boy riding a sorrel mare along the trail it was David Drake returning to his father's ranch house. David pulled rein and waited until Dan rode to him.
2: Oh, Victor, ho, oh boy, steady fella. Hello. Do you live around here? Uh-huh. I'm David Drake from the Bardy Ranch. I've been out hunting rustlers. Hunting rustlers? I stole my horse, Morning Star, night before last. Oh, golly. Well, that's too bad. Sure miss, Morning Star. He was a beauty, all black except for a white star in his forehead. Gosh, you have a fine horse, too. Oh, thanks. I'm Dan Reed, and this is my horse, Victor. I'd sure hate to have him stolen. You'd miss him as much as I miss Morning Star, I guess. (laughs) I think I would, David. I hope you get your horse back soon. But Dad says I might as well give up thinking about Morning Star. Says he thinks the rustlers are too smart to be caught. Well, for your sake, I hope your dad is wrong, David. So do I. Do you live near here? I'm visiting here with friends. Well... (laughs) If you see a real black horse with a white star right between his eyes, let us know, will you? All right. I'll keep my eyes open, too. I'll, I'll have to go now. It's almost supper time. I hope I see you again sometime, Dan. We might meet again, David. I'll watch out for Morning Star. Thanks a lot. Bye, Dan. Bye. Get up there. Come on, boy. Come on, Victor.
1: Dan told the Lone Ranger and Toto about meeting David and about the stolen horse, Morningstar. The following day, the lone ranger and Tonto left Dan in camp and rode into the hills to search for Buck Delroy and his followers. Dan, becoming restless, mounted his horse Victor and rode leisurely from the camp. He followed the trail a short distance, then branched off and headed toward a small mesa. He finally reined to a halt on the edge of the mesa and dismounted.
3: Ho, ho, Victor! Ho.
1: The boy stood looking at the view. And then glancing down, his attention was attracted to a shack in a hollow, which was thickly rimmed with trees. He could see an enclosure behind the shack in which several horses were grazing.
3: Golly, Victor, whoever lives in that shack down there sure has a lot of horses. If a person didn't come up here to look, he'd never know that shack was there at all. (laughs) So many horses, there must be a lot of people living in that one shack. Golly, maybe that's the hideout used
1: by the horse thieves. It's not good you think out loud, boy. An Indian. Ah, may have gun. Do not try get way. Me, Colo, me see you spy on Shack. Well, you don't have to hold a
3: gun on me, Colo. I'm not spying on anyone. And
1: why you speak a Shack is hide out a horse thieves.
3: I was just thinking out loud. Ah, it good me leave horse back in trees, sneak up on you, hear you speak. Oh, I may be wrong. After all, it was just a thought.
1: I have to leave now, Colo. No, you not leave. Why not? If not good, you see shack, horses. Maybe you go home, talk. Me not let you go. Me take you to white boss man. No, I have to leave now. Here, Victor. Wait. You tell horse stand still. Him maybe try a trick on Colo. Then me shoot him. Oh, Victor. easy fella. Dan had hoped that he might use Victor to outwit the Indian. Since Colo held a gun, he didn't want to risk Victor's life. The wary Indian seemed to realize there was an understanding between the horse and his young master. Standing back and still holding the gun, he spoke again. Me keep you covered. You tie horse to tree now. Tie him plenty tight. All right. <coughs> it's all right, Victor, fella. I
3: have to tie him. Come on, fella. Come on.
1: Under the watching eyes of the hostile Kolo, Dan tied Victor securely to a nearby tree. Kolo moved close and inspected the knot. Ah, him not get away now. Me come back, get horse later. You go down path to shack now. Me walk behind you with gun. My horse, him follow, when me give signal. Path, start over there. Now you go.
3: But why do you You
1: go. All right. The path down the slope of the mesa led past the enclosure behind the shack. As he and Kolo walked past, Dan saw a jet black horse with a white star emblazoned on its forehead, standing near the fence. Remembering the description given him by David Drake, Dan momentarily paused and stared at the black horse. You not stop. Me think maybe you know black horse. That not good... Go to Dora's shack. Dan now knew the shack must be the hideout used by the rustlers. He had been taught that to think clearly he must have courage in time of danger. Already his mind was busy trying to think of a way to get word to the Lone Ranger. But at the moment, there seemed to be no way. When they reached the door of the shack, Colo ordered him to go in. Open door. Go inside. All right. Hey, Polo. Who's the boy? Why have you brought him here? You say Colo watch up on Mesa. Colo watch see boy ride there. Him see shack. Talk out loud. Him say, maybe shack hideout for horse thieves. Me bring him down to white boss man Buck. So the button was spying on us, eh? Huh? Good thing Colo caught yeah. it. Yeah, you did the right thing, Colo. But I didn't hear you ride up. Didn't he have a horse? Ah, uh, him have fine white horse. Him tied up on Mesa so him not go home. Me go back later, bring horse. Why didn't you let him ride the horse down here? Me not like way boy act with horse. Not like look and eye a horse. Me think maybe them trick Colo. Oh, you thought maybe he's got the horse trained, huh? Well, maybe it's better he didn't take a chance. Who are you, Button? How come you were up there spying on us?
3: My name is Stan Reed. I wasn't spying. Just happened to ride to the mesa and see this shack.
1: Hey, the youngster speaks up like he's got plenty of nerve, Buck. Yeah, he'd be better off if he wasn't so smart, Rusty. Reckon he's figured out already who we are. Speak up, boy, have you? How should I know who you are? Him stop, look hard at Black Horse and Corral. Did you recognize that Black Horse button? I never saw him before. Have you ever seen any of us before? No, I haven't. Suppose I tell you we're law-abiding cowhands from a nearby ranch. Would you believe that? If that's
3: true, there isn't any reason to keep me here. I have to get back to meet my friends, but the Indian Kolo forced me to come down here.
1: Boy, smart. Him not say what him think now. It not good him leave. You're right, Colo. This maverick knows more than he's admitting. And the minute he was away from here, he'd blab his mouth off and have the law on us pronto. Tie him up for the time being, Colo. Nah, no. Put him on one of the bunks and go back and bring his horse down here. See that the horse is tied so he can't get away, too. And Later, you might make the boy help you take care of the other horses. But it's up to you to see that he doesn't escape. You savvy? Nah, him not get away from Colo. Now me time.
3: How long are you going to keep me here? What are you going to do with me?
1: I'll decide that after it gets dark, Button. But I'll tell you this much. <laughs> You're never going to see your folks again. Continue. After Colo left to get Victor, Dan lay on the bunk with his hands and feet tied, listening as the men in the shack talked. He learned that Colo was the one who disposed of the stolen horses. He led them away one or two at a time and sold them to an unscrupulous horse dealer. Dan also learned that the rustlers planned to leave the territory that night after dark. When Colo returned, Buck Delroy and the three other men rode away from the shack, leaving Colo to guard the boy. Kolo approached Dan with a knife in his hand.
3: What are you going to do with that knife?
1: Maybe later Kolo use it on you. But now me cut rawhide from rest's ankles. (coughs) Now me hold gun again. You come. Take care of horses while Kolo watch. Did you bring my horse here? Ah, But you not see your horse. Kolo not foolish. Let you get near him. Come. There's plenty work to do. You get bullet, you try get way. All right. A sudden storm of short duration hit just after the Indian and Dan left the shack. We wait here. Storm soon be over, then we go get work done. Meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tato returned to camp just as the storm broke. <laughs> Oh, cool. oh. Are are Dan must be in the lean-to, but I don't see Victor. Oh, it keeps strange. Out here. Here, lean-to. Hmm. Dan isn't in here. If it weren't for this storm, we could easily pick up Victor's tracks and trail him. Rain-washed way tracks. I know. Perhaps you'll come back to camp as soon as the storm's over. We'll wait and see. Uh. After the storm passed, Dan was put to work attending to the horses, while Kolo stood by with ready gun. The rain had dashed Dan's hope that the lone ranger and Tato would miss him and follow his trail. And as he worked, he tried to think of some plan to get word to his friends. Finally, Kolo spoke. Now I'll lead Black Horse and Pinto from Corral. Them ones me take away later. Bring him to front of shack. Tie him to sapling there. All right. After putting on their bridles, Dan took the two horses indicated by Kolo and led them around to the front of the shack. One of them was David's horse, Morning Star. As Dan stopped them near the sapling, a sudden thought struck him that Morning Star would go home if he returned loose. Dan slipped the silk neckerchief from the collar of his blouse and mopped his brow. And then as he seemingly tied the horses, he knotted the neckerchief to Morning Star's bridle without Kolo seeing what he had done. Though he had no reason to believe the neckerchief would be recognized by David Drake or his father, Dan felt that somehow it might convey the idea that help was needed. Then suddenly he slapped the black horse. The whole Morning Star go home! That horse, him not go, me get him! As Colo momentarily taken by surprise, swung around to shoot at the horse, yeah, but Dan yeah. pulled the pedal forward toward Colo and Morningstar. Look out! Don't uh, Bullet miss, black horse. Him go through trees. You trick Colo. Now me take you inside, tie you tight. When others come back, Colo, tell them what happened. Then me fix you. Go! The Lone Ranger and Tato waited for some time after the storm had stopped. And then the masked man spoke with concern. Dan hasn't come back and is getting late, Toto. Huh. I'm worried about him. I'll feel better if we go out and try to find him. Uh, it's not like Dan to stay away. No, we have no trail to follow. We'll saddle the horses and scour the hills. Let's get going. Uh-huh. A short time later, the masked man and Indian rode the main trail searching for Dan. As they rounded a bend, they saw the black horse, Morning Star, who was heading for the Bardee Spread. Oh, ho, 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 fella, ho, There's a black horse without a rider. Uh-huh. Look, Kim Him wear bridle... Have no saddle. Stop him, Toto. Ah, uh, me get him. Get him up, Scott. Oh, 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 oh. uh, him. Come, Silver, come boy. Kim okay, Let me find something. Oh, Silver, whoa. Oh. What is it, you? A silk neckerchief. Dan's neckerchief. Ah. Uh. Toto, this horse. He has a white star on his forehead. Ah. Uh. Him, black horse, rustler, stole from boy. Dan Meaton Trail, maybe. I'm sure it is. This means Dan's at the rustler's hideout and in trouble. And that not good. Dan told us this horse belongs to David Drake at the Bar D Spread. I'll backtrack on his trail to find Dan. You take the horse to Drake's ranch. Ask Drake to bring his men. I'll leave a clear trail from here. Ah, me go quick with horse to Bar D Spread. Hurry, Tonto. Get him out, scout. Come, fellow. I hope Drake and his hands don't lose any time. Monster! Later, at the Bar D spread, Judd Drake with Tex the foreman and his son David walked around the side of the ranch house as Tonto approached with the horse Morning Star. Hey, look,
2: boss, an Indian riding this way. Daddy, he's bringing Morning Star.
1: My thunder, you're right, son. He is leading Morning Star. Get your gun ready, Tex. That Indian must be in with those rustlers.
3: Just coming here like this is some kind of trick. Yeah, I'm ready to cover him, boss.
2: Boss, oh, fella. Yeah. Go oh, there, oh. Oh. Morning, Star. Oh, golly, I thought I'd never see you again.
1: Reach, Indian, we both got you covered. Oh, wait, oh. wait, you not understand. Me come to... I'll talk. do the talking, Savvy. Tex we will tie up this redskin, and you take him into town to the sheriff. Sure, the sheriff will get information from him. Oh, me not one of the outlaws. Me friend. Bring back boy's horse. Yeah, if you aren't in with him... How'd you know this horse belongs to my boy? Your son meet other boy on trail and tell him about stolen horse. Other boy named Dan and him in trouble. Him send morning star home with neckerchief tied to bridle. Uh, here, Your neckerchief.
2: Dad, I I did meet a boy named Dan on the trail and, and that is his neckerchief. I, I remember seeing him wear it. Well,
1: then you must be telling the truth, Indian. Uh, me tell truth. Put up your gun, Tex. I'm sorry mm, for... Not all right. We not have much time. Dan, maybe at Rustler's hideout. Him in trouble. Oh golly! Friend of mine, backtrack on Morning Star. Him leave clear trail. Him say you bring cowpokes. Maybe catch crook. Sure, sure. Tex, round up the men quick. Right away, boss. Hey, Yuma. We'll be, be ready to ride with you in a jiffy, Indian. By, Jiminy, I'll be beholden to you and your friends for life if we capture those horse thieves and get back my horses. The Lone Ranger backtracked on Morning Star's trail and soon approached the hollow where the hideout shack was located. He halted among the trees on the rim of the hollow. Oh, oh, said be After waiting a while for Tonto to arrive with help, the Lone Ranger became impatient and decided to investigate. Leaving Silver hidden in the grove, he cautiously approached the shack. Meantime, inside the shack... Dan, who had again been tied hand and foot by Colo, lay on the bunk as the hostile Indian, still infuriated by Morning Star's escape, stood near him. Boss man, but be plenty angry at Colo. It not good you send Black Horse away. Well, me not wait till others come back. What are you going to do? You get Colo in
3: trouble. You'll be in more trouble with your friends if you, if you kill me before they come back.
1: No, me kill you then leave. Still- <laughs> Dan, are you all right? Yes, but he was just going to kill me. I know. I'll untie you. Holding a gun in one hand to cover Colo, the Lone Ranger used the other to untie Dan. Soon the boy was free and got to his feet. There.
3: Oh, golly. Thanks, sir. There are four others. They went away for a while.
1: I'm sure one of them is Buck Delroy. Dan, use the raw hide to tie the Indian. Then we'll make plans to catch the others. All right, sir. Within a few moments, Kolo was bound and gagged. The Lone Ranger lifted him to one of the bunks. There not be able to give a warning to them with that gag in his mouth. We don't need any warning, but, mister. We came back quietly. Like. It's Buck in the open doorway. Reach and keep reaching. Bow here. Come on in, fellas. Right, Buck. Oh, a mask, hombre. Didn't figure we'd be... leaping Cactus, he's the Lone Ranger. Well, we can't let him get away alive, Buck. Don't yes, worry, sir. we'll see that neither of them do. Rusty, go on, Tycolo. Get that gag from his mouth so he can tell us how this happened. Sure. The crook Rusty stepped forward toward the bunk. As he passed the Lone Ranger, the Masked Man suddenly reached out and grabbed him. <laughs> Swing Rusty in front of him in a lightning-like move. Get behind me, Dan. You... As Rusty was pulled in front of the Masked Man, Dan jumped behind the Lone Ranger. Look, he's using Rusty as a shield. Yeah, but he has, used to used has to use two hands to hold Rusty. A couple of you get around the side of him, then gun him and the boy. uh, Now, be careful, I'm here. We'll soon plug him. Come on, Jim. Quickly, the two crooks moved toward each side of the Lone Ranger. The Masked Man dared not turn toward one or the other with his human shield, or he'd put himself and Dan in line with Buck's gun. The moment was a tense one, but in a quick move, Dan reached forward and drew one of the Lone Ranger's guns. He reached from behind the Masked Man and fired at one of the outlaws. Uh, My leg, that boy did it. Move in and blast them both. Drop those guns, all of you. Hey, Buck, in the doorway behind you. Hey, what drop the... it! No! As Judd's bullet struck Buck, causing him to drop his gun, the wounded outlaw who had taken Dan's bullet and the other one named Jim both turned to fire. But bullets came speeding through the open window. No! 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 They didn't know Tonto hey, and but... my men were at the windows. You two all right, mister? I shall be, as soon as I take care of this fellow, Rusty. Hey, yeah, I'll fix you for that. I right, try it. Take it, take it. Ah! That sure laid him out cold. You all right, Dan? Yes, Donald. Me see Victor tied to tree beyond corral. Me glad you're both safe. The Indian there on the bunk was about to knife, Dan, when I arrived. Reckon the killing days for all these coyotes are over, mister. Yeah, we ought to take him outside and give him quick justice right hit, now. Hit, hit, no, wait. No matter what he's done, every man in this country is entitled to a legal trial for his crimes. The law will see if they get what's coming to them. There's plenty of evidence against them all. The masked man's right, boys. We'll take them to the sheriff in Rockburg. You have my promise on that, mister? Good. Say, uh, that must be the lad my son spoke about. The one who was smart enough to send Morning Star home.
3: I'm glad I found Morning Star for David, sir. I know how I'd feel if I lost
1: Victor. Yeah, you're a brave boy. I hope you and davey will be close friends. Thank you, sir. We'll leave now, but someday we'll come back to see David, Mr. Drake. You and your men have things under control here. Let's go, Dan, Tuttle. Adios, Adios, Goodbye. I, Thunder, there's a real man. And he sure has fine friends in that Indian and boy. Oh, I've forgotten the excitement to ask him who he is. Oh, anybody ought to know the man who could pull a stunt like this on me and my men. He's the Lone Ranger. Hey. The Lone Ranger? Well, what do you know about that? Bye.